Welcome listeners to another episode of our deep dive series where we explore the intricate world of language, translation, and technology. Today, we're unraveling the intricacies of a fascinating paper that has potential implications across machine translation, forensic linguistics, and even criminal investigations. Yes, Tom, we're delving into machine translation models, our zero-shot detectors of translation direction by Michelle Wastel, Janis Vambas, and Rico Senrich from the University of Zurich. This paper sheds light on how to detect the direction of translation between original and translated texts, which is crucial for various applications, including training and evaluating machine translation models and forensic applications, such as plagiarism or forgery detection. Before we sink our teeth into the details, let's set the stage. Modern machine translation has revolutionized communication, enabling almost instantaneous translation across languages. But this technology isn't just about converting words from one language to another. It's about maintaining the nuances, the style, and indeed the very essence of the original text. Right, Tom. The paper argues that the probability of a translation given an original text is typically higher than the probability of the original given the translation. This is due to what's known as the simplification effect in translationese, whether in human or machine-translated texts. The research employs massively multilingual machine translation models to test this hypothesis across 20 language directions. And for our listeners who may not be familiar, translationese is the term for the features in translated text that make it distinguishable from native writing. These can be simplifications, normalizations, or other peculiarities that occur during the process of translation. To our science buffs out there, the paper is a goldmine of methodology and detailed experimentation, which we'll unpack in just a moment. But let's not jump ahead too fast, because this is really about combining existing machine translation models with clever hypothesis testing to determine the original direction of a translated text. It's pretty groundbreaking stuff in a field that's already cutting edge. So, let's dive into the core of this study and its implications. This research tests a new, unsupervised approach to detecting translation directions, leveraging the assumption that machine translation models tend to assign a higher probability to translations over originals due to the translation ease effect. The study showcases impressive accuracies, especially with higher resource language pairs. For example, the paper notes accuracies of 82 to 96 percent for machine translated documents and 60 to 81 percent for human translated ones, depending on the models used. These results provide considerable evidence in favor of the hypothesis, and the approach seems particularly effective with newer neural MT systems compared to older preneural ones. And speaking of implications, this approach doesn't just help us understand the originality of texts. It can also be used in forensic linguistics, as in the case highlighted in the paper, where determining the original language of a document could resolve serious allegations like plagiarism or forgery. Absolutely, Tom. The potential impact of these findings is far and wide. It could lead to better training and evaluation of machine translation models, which continue to play a pivotal role in the era of global digital communication. Forensic linguists and legal professionals might also find this method indispensable in investigating the authenticity of documents. As for the conclusion, it's clear this paper presents a robust approach to an issue that might seem niche, 
but has profound implications. It also encourages a reconsideration of what we assume about translated texts and the tools we use to evaluate them. To reflect personally, the relevance of this work can't be overstated. As the world becomes increasingly interconnected, the accuracy and authenticity of translated documents become paramount. It's exciting to see such innovative uses of machine learning, not just pushing the boundaries of technology, but also serving justice and verification processes. And dear listeners, that brings us to the end of today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed this comprehensive breakdown of machine translation. Models are zero-shot detectors of translation direction as much as we enjoyed unpacking it for you. Join us next time for another engrossing topic. But for now, happy translating, everyone. And never forget the power of language in our interconnected world. Have you ever written something so good you're accused of stealing it? Worry no more. Introducing Direction Detective, your go-to service for proving that your words are indeed your words. Did your dissertation get flagged as a French fancy when you wrote it in pure English Elon? No problemo. Our state-of-the-art translation direction technology, based on the cutting-edge research from the University of Zurich, zaps those plagiarism accusations faster than you can say sacre bleu. Whether you're a novelist juggling languages or a student who just really loves Dostoevsky, we ensure your multilingual mastery is recognized. No more translation tarnish on your record. Plus, for a limited time, if you call within the next 15 minutes, we'll throw in a free Original Genius certificate with every check. Direction Detective. Because sometimes it's not just the thought that counts. It's proving that the thought was originally in your language. Call 1-800-NO-COPIES now. That's 1-800-NO-COPIES. Don't be lost in translation. Be found in origination. It's your right, after all. Welcome, podcast listeners. Today, we're delving into an enlightening subject that's been causing quite a buzz in the world of natural language processing, or NLP for short. That's right, Tom. We're talking about a paper that has sent ripples through the field. Mind Your Format Towards Consistent Evaluation of In-Context Learning Improvements, authored by Anton Voronov and colleagues from Yandex, HSE University, MIPT, and Together AI. This paper strikes at the heart of how we evaluate the progress we're making with large language models, commonly referred to as LLMs. Now, for those who might be wondering what LLMs are, they're essentially computer programs that can understand, generate, and sometimes even learn from human language. LLMs have been making waves with their ability to learn new tasks quickly. Just feed them a few examples and they start catching on, a process often called in-context learning or ICL. But here's where it gets interesting. The way we present these examples to an LLM matters a lot. This presentation style is known as the prompt template. And it turns out the choice of this template can wildly affect an LLM's performance. It's such a fundamental, yet frequently overlooked aspect that this paper takes a deep dive into. Absolutely, Tom. The researchers conducted a wide-ranging study investigating how changes to this prompt template can influence an LLM's ability to learn in context. They used an array of models from a modest 770 million parameters up to a whopping 70 d billion and examined their performance across four standard classification datasets. What they found was eye-opening. A poorly chosen template could stump even the strongest models, 
rendering their output no better than a random guess. This inconsistency in evaluation means that results across different studies might not be directly comparable. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Luckily, the researchers didn't just point out the problem, they offered a solution too. They introduced something called template ensembles, a technique that combines predictions across several templates, polishing the in-context learning process. It's a simple yet effective approach that improves average performance and reduces the dependency on finding that perfect template. In essence, this study champions for a more consistent approach to evaluating LLMs and emphasizes that ignoring the impact of template choice might lead us down a misleading path. As is clear now, this paper holds significant implications for how we progress in the field of NLP and how we measure the advancements we're making in in-context learning. And with that context in place, let's dive deeper into the paper's content, looking at the research objectives, the methodology they used, and the key takeaways from their findings. We'll explore the nuances like how different templates were compared and how this all affects the future of NLP research, including potential applications of this knowledge. Then we'll wrap up with our reflections on the paper's importance and its implications on a broader scale. This is gonna be quite the journey, so buckle up and let's get started. Are you sick of your language model's erratic behavior? Do random prompts leave your AI confused and your data analysts in tears? Introducing Template Titans, your go-to solution for all your in-context learning woes. Born from the groundbreaking research of the Mind Your Format paper, Template Titans ensures your AI's performance is no joke. Our patented template ensemble service takes the guesswork out of your prompts. It's like having a Swiss Army knife, but instead of knives, it's full of perfectly crafted prompts. No more playing template roulette with your multi-million dollar AI projects. We're making AI guesswork a thing of the past, one template at a time. Our ensembles don't just improve performance, they're also fashionably consistent. Your AI will be turning heads with its sleek and uniform responses. Don't leave your AI's success up to chance. Call Template Titans now and give your language model the ensemble it needs to put its best word forward. That's Template Titans. We mind your format so you don't have to. Call 1-800-TEMPLATE-TITANS. That's 1-800-836-7528 for the ensemble of your AI's dreams. Because when it comes to in-context learning, you shouldn't settle for less. Template Titans, ensemble excellence in every execution. Welcome to our show, Under the Hood of Code, where we pry open the engines of technology and observe the gears of innovation at play. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we've got a fascinating paper to pick apart titled Automated Test Case Repair Using Language Models. It's a plunge into the world of software engineering, a realm where quality assurance is as vital as the air we breathe. Spot on, Jen. Let's start by laying down some context. Software testing is what keeps your favorite apps and programs running smoothly, but just like the software they scrutinize, these tests can break and need fixing. That's where this paper becomes monumental. Absolutely, Tom. With 14 to 22% of software pro project failures attributed to busted test cases, the field has been clamoring for a smarter, more automated way to repair these tests. 
Enter the researchers Amadreza Sabur Yaragi, Darren Holden, Nafise Kahani, and Lionel Briand, our paper's authors, who are coming hot off the press with a solution. That solution is Target, Test Repair Generator. It's like the auto mechanics robot assistant, but for software tests. By viewing test repair as a language translation job, they're fine-tuning language models specifically for fixing broken tests, potentially revolutionizing how developers maintain software. Before we dig deeper, there are a couple of key concepts our listeners should get comfortable with. First, software tests, which are like health checks for applications, flagging issues before they affect users. They need frequent updates, much like apps do, to stay effective. Then, there's the idea of language models. These are like the brains of artificial intelligence that understand and predict text, and in our case, code. The researchers use these models to identify what's broken in a test and suggest repairs to that code. Think of it as Google Translate, but for fixing software tests. Now that we've laid the groundwork, let's rev up into the core of our episode, the study's objectives, methodologies, and significant discoveries. Buckle up, folks. This study has a clear goal, to wield pre-trained language models and harness them into repairing broken test cases. Our researchers have developed TARG-ET, which refines these models to comprehend test case issues and patch them up. They constructed a mammoth benchmark called TARBENCH with over 45,000 broken test repairs across 59 projects, by far the largest data set in its category. Their trials demonstrated a remarkable 66.1% accuracy in exact matches. That's like hitting two-thirds of the bullseyes in target practice, Jen. The paper details their two-step methodology, collecting the right context about the brokenness in the test, and then using that data to teach the language model to generate repairs. But as with any study, the how is where the genius often hides. Our paper's authors got creative with how they fed information into the language models. They compared methods to decide which combination of content and ordering could yield the most reliable fixes. Their research shines a light not just on what works, but when it might falter. By analyzing repair scenarios where Target underperformed, they constructed a guideline to predict less reliable outcomes, a compass for developers navigating the turbulent seas of broken tests. Speaking of practical applications, the implications of this paper are seismic. TARG-AT could seriously cut down maintenance costs and free up developer bandwidth. Companies can breathe easier knowing the quality of their software isn't left in the dust. These findings bring us to the home stretch of our podcast, where we'll conclude and reflect on this intricate paper. Jen, this isn't just a technical treasure. It's a beacon of progress in software engineering. Couldn't agree more, Tom. The implications of TARG-AT stretch beyond mere testing. It's about automating a task previously done manually, allowing engineers to focus on higher-level work. It's a shift in the paradigm of how quality assurance operates within software development. And there's the added brilliance of Tarbench, a resource that will surely empower further research. This study doesn't just patch up tests. It builds a framework for others to expand upon, making sure that the pursuit of excellence in software engineering continues to accelerate. Listeners, we leave you with this. As the digital world continues to spin at breakneck speeds, papers like these anchor us in the understanding that innovation, like software, is never static, but ever-evolving. Thanks for immersing in the gears and cogs of automated test case repair with us today. Until next time, keep decoding the marvels of technology. 
This has been Under the Hood of Code, signing off. Cheery voice with funky music in the background. Are you tired of debugging till your eyes cross? Does the very thought of test case repair make you want to throw your computer out of a window? Well, fret no more. Introducing Autobugger, the automated debugging service that's taking the world by swarm. Yes, you heard it. A swarm of digital bug-busting bees fixing your code while you sleep. Buzzing sound effect. With Autobugger, simply upload your bug-ridden code at night, and by morning, it's as clean as a whistle. Our secret? We turned the paper on automated test case repair into a reality, deploying an army of AI language models trained by elves. Well, not actual elves, but pretty darn close. And the best part? Autobugger's AI is humor-equipped. If it finds a glitch, it can't fix. It'll crack a joke to soften the blow. Your log files will have more punchlines than a late-night show. So say goodbye to the days of slogging through screen after screen of stack traces. Let Autobugger's whimsical code wizards and their digital cauldrons of bug-zapping magic handle the heavy lifting. Use promo code LULBUGS to get a free trial. Autobugger, it's the only test case repair service that tickles your funny bone while it untangles your code. Don't delay. Debug the Autobugger way. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast with your hosts, Tom and Jen. Today, we're diving deep into the realm of cybersecurity, where deception could be the key to defending our networks. That's right. We're dissecting an intriguing paper titled Optimally Blending Honeypots into Production Networks, Hardness, and Algorithms. Authored by a team from Texas Tech University, Zhejiang University, and the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, this paper takes a comprehensive look at the strategic deployment of honeypots within production networks. For those new to the concept, a honeypot is a decoy system designed to lure in attackers. It's like a trap, set up to look like a juicy target, but it's really there to detect and gather information on potential threats. Absolutely, Tom. This paper is bang on the money in terms of significance. Honeypots have been around for a while, but systematically assessing their effectiveness is a relatively new domain. The effectiveness of these honeypots, as you might guess, greatly depends on how they're deployed. And that's where this study steps in, proclaiming to be the first systematic examination of blending honeypots with production computers. Think of it like hiding your guards among the crowd so the enemy doesn't know who to avoid. To make sense of it all, let's break down some key concepts. The paper talks about production computers. These are the real deal, the systems running an organization's vital services. Then, they're the honeypots, which mimic these production machines to draw in attackers. This research leads us to the honeypot deployment, HD problem. How can defenders strategically mix in these decoy systems with their authentic ones to maximize their impact, tricking hackers, learning from them, while keeping the real digital assets safe. It's also key to mention here that the paper discusses this in the light of attackers' risk attitudes. Intriguingly, they could be risk-seeking, risk-neutral, or risk-averse. Now let's dive into the paper's core content. All right, now strap in for the core discussion. The paper sets out to answer one primary question. How should a defender blend honeypot and production computers to benefit the most from the honeypots while reducing losses from potential attacks. 
The researchers formalize this into a combinatorial optimization problem, meaning they're looking at the best combinations out of multiple possibilities of honeypot and production computer deployments. They've proven through this study that deciding the optimal deployment, known as the decision version of the HD problem, is NP-complete. In simpler terms, it's a complex problem with no easy way to validate a solution. However, the authors didn't stop there. They offer a gleam of hope with a near-optimal algorithm, or what they call a polynomial time approximation scheme, PTAS. It leverages what they know about the attacker's preferences and the attacker's reconnaissance process, all while considering the risk attitude. To confirm their findings, they ran simulations that tested different attacker capabilities. It's like rehearsing a play where the honeypots are actors and attackers are the audience whose reactions they're studying. Moving on to the implications and applications. Tom, this research adds substantial firepower to our cybersecurity tactics. By blending honeypots effectively, defenders could potentially up their game in deceiving attackers and protecting valuable digital assets. Absolutely, Jen. By offering this model and algorithm, we're not just left hanging with the concept that honeypots are good. Now we have a roadmap, a way to implement them in the most advantageous manner. As we near the end, let's bring it all back home. Today we've tackled a monumental paper on beefing up cybersecurity with a strategy that could change how we deploy honeypots in networks. This paper has indeed broadened our perspective on network defense. The notion of blending honeypots seamlessly to the point where attackers can't tell them apart from production systems, it's almost like a cybersecurity version of a stealth mode. And to think about all this as an optimization problem, with a proven difficult nature, but a method to crack it is just mind-blowing. It feels like a new era in deception technology is on the horizon, thanks to these researchers. Thanks for joining us on this deep dive. If you've been fascinated by this peek into cybersecurity dynamics, stay tuned for more episodes where we unravel complex papers with the potential to reshape our digital world. And that's a wrap. Remember, in the chess game of cybersecurity, it pays off to think five moves ahead. Goodbye from Tom and Jen, and as always, stay curious, stay informed, and stay secure. Bored of your predictable cybersecurity solutions? Want to spice up your network security with a touch of mischief? Introducing HoneyBlend, your premier cyber deception service. At HoneyBlend, we use award-winning algorithms to strategically plant luscious honeypots in your network garden, attracting pesky cyber pests while keeping your precious data flowers blooming uninterrupted. Tired of hackers sniffing around your sensitive data like it's a free buffet? Our honeypots are like jalapeno poppers disguised as tasty treats. Hackers can't resist the heat. Employing our state-of-the-art Confuse-a-Hacker technology, we make your network as mystifying as a hedge maze in zero gravity. And the end result? Attackers won't know their bitcoins from their bitloins. Our team of certified honey blenders craft the perfect mix of deceptive decoys that leave hackers more disoriented than a squirrel at a nut-free zone. And let's talk about our customer service. It's sweeter than honey. We're here for you 24-7, rain or shine, or even during a cyber blizzard. So why wait? Give us a buzz at HoneyBlend, and let's cook up a honeypot casserole that hackers can't digest. HoneyBlend, where we serve the hackers a plate of confusion. Call us now and let's get blending. HoneyBlend.
be secure, be deceptive, be victorious. Welcome back, listeners, to our award-winning podcast where we dive deep into the exciting world of research. Today, we've got a real treat for those interested in machine learning, satellite imagery, and the innovative techniques being used to map our world. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Our episode today is focused on unpacking a fascinating paper from the minds over at the Microsoft AI for Good Research Lab and the University of Texas at San Antonio, titled Seeing the Roads Through the Trees, a Benchmark for Modeling Spatial Dependencies with Aerial Imagery. Jen, this research is a game changer. It's addressing an incredibly significant challenge in the field of geospatial machine learning. How do you get a model to understand the context of a scene from aerial images, especially when parts of that scene are not directly visible? That's right, Tom. When humans look at an aerial photo and see a road partially covered by trees, we intuitively understand that the road continues under the canopy. But for machine learning models, this kind of reasoning needs to be learned. And that's paper comes in. Before we dive in, let's set the stage for our listeners. We're talking about the use of deep learning models, particularly deep convolutional neural networks, CNNs, and vision transformers, VTs, which are being used for tasks like land use and cover segmentation, scene understanding, and building detection. Exactly, Tom. But as brilliant as these models are, they have a tendency to focus on small, local textures and patterns rather than the big picture. Now, this might work for some scenarios, but it often leaves out crucial spatial relationships in the imagery. To solve this, the researchers have proposed a new benchmark dataset called the Chesapeake Roads Spatial Context, RSC. What's groundbreaking is that this dataset helps measure a model's ability to integrate this spatial context into its predictions. And this isn't just an academic exercise. We're talking about real-world applications like identifying burn scars, estimating road network connectivity, and classifying land uses. Definitely, Tom. And today's paper is packed with insights. They've benchmarked several canonical semantic segmentation models on the Chesapeake RSC dataset and have proposed an evaluation workflow to see how model performance changes based on the spatial context. So stick with us as we explore how seeing the roads through the trees is setting a new standard for the long-range spatial reasoning capabilities of machine learning models in remote sensing. Jen, why don't we kick off with the core of this paper? I'd love to, Tom. At the heart of this research is the creation of the Chesapeake RSC dataset. Picture this. The dataset comprises 30,000 patches sampled from high-resolution aerial imagery provided by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Agricultural Imagery Program. Hold the phone, Jen. You said 30,000 patches? That's immense. You bet, Tom. Each of these patches is a 512-512 pixel image at a 1 meter per pixel resolution. They're not just any pictures. These are quad-band images capturing red, green, blue, and near-infrared wavelengths. Now we're getting to the juicy part, Jen. The researchers didn't stop at compiling this massive data set. They've used it to assess how well machine learning models can segment roads even when those roads are occluded by tree canopies. That's right. These models have to dissect every pixel of the image and categorize it as background, road, or tree canopy over road. It's a tough task for a machine because it has to understand that the road exists beneath those trees, even if it can't see it directly. 
This is where traditional models struggle, but the paper reveals that the model's recall, how many actual roads they correctly identify, plummets when the roads are under tree cover. A UNET model might hit an 84% recall on visible roads, but drops to just 63.5% under canopy. Such a stark difference, Tom. But the team didn't just point out the problem. They've gone further. They've analyzed how these models perform as they vary the distance from the context needed to make the correct prediction. It's this sort of thorough, detailed approach that can truly advance the field. But we're just scratching the surface here, Jen. There's so much more to unpack, including the methodology, the key results, and the vast implications of this work. Absolutely, Tom. And to our listeners, stay tuned because after a quick break, we'll take a deep dive into the cutting-edge methodologies, go step-by-step -step through the key findings, and explore the potential impact this research has on the real world. You won't want to miss it. We'll be right back to shed light on how we're learning to see roads through the trees with the help of machine learning and aerial imagery. Stay with us. And now a brief word from our sponsor, Undercover Roads, Inc., making the invisible visible. Hey, Tom, ever get the feeling your GPS is, I don't know, playing hide-and-seek with you? All the time, Jen, especially when I'm driving through forested areas. One minute I'm on Main Street, the next, poof, the road's gone undercover beneath a canopy of leaves. Fear no more. Undercover Roads, Inc. is here with their Canopy Comp AI Navigational Assistant. Born from the breakthroughs of true tech wizardry, they've finally cracked the code on invisible roads. Using the power of advanced spatial context modeling, Canopy Comp sees through tree-covered thoroughfares like Superman sees through walls. That's right, Tom. It's like having X-ray vision for your car. Gone are the days of rerouting calamities and lost GPS signal panic attacks. With Undercover Roads, Inc., you'll always know where the road goes, tree or no tree. And the best part? It integrates seamlessly with your smart windshield, projecting clear, tree-penetrating directions straight out of a sci-fi movie. Undercover Roads, Inc. Because what good is a road trip if you can't see the road for the trees? Use promo code TREEROAD at checkout for an exclusive 20% discount on your first Canopy Cruise Control activation. Drive confidently through forested mysteries without missing a turn. Thanks, Undercover Roads, Inc. And remember, folks, that's Undercover Roads, Inc., turning your lost-in-the-woods scenario into a stroll-in-the-park adventure. Now, back to our deep dive into spatial dependencies in aerial imagery. 